Hi, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to the Tipsy Traveler podcast, where we talk about cocktails, travel stories, and how-tos. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the 15th episode of the Tipsy Traveler podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the time that I've spent in Rome, and this is part two Part one was episode five. So if you haven't listened to five, I highly recommend you go back, listen to episode five, and then come back and kind of catch up. (laughs) But of course, before we hop in to content about Rome, I want to share with you the cocktail of the week. I'm pretty excited about this cocktail because it combines some of my favorite things. Prosecco and ginger. This is a ginger lime spritz. I think the thing that's most Rome or Italy about it is the Prosecco. If you don't know, Prosecco is a dry sparkling white wine. Very delicious. One of my go-tos. And also I love ginger. I know this is going to sound weird, but I don't think I grew up eating ginger and I discovered it as an adult and I love it. I want ginger in everything. Most of the meals we cook these days has ginger in it. I want ginger snap cookies all the time. It's just one of my favorites. So what you'll need for this recipe is a small piece of peeled and coarsely chopped ginger, fresh ginger, two ounces of fresh lime juice, and two ounces of simple syrup. And then also you'll need some Prosecco and club soda and then like mint for serving. So essentially you muddle the ginger in a cocktail shaker, add the lime juice and the simple syrup, fill it up with ice, shake it up, And then when you strain it into a glass with ice, you top it with Prosecco and club soda. So then you kind of just gently stir it together because you don't want to shake the carbonated things. And then throw the mint on top for a garnish. And I mean, I'm biased because, again, these are some of my favorite ingredients in anything. But uh, this is a good one, guys. And if you want to see me make it, if you want to see the process, check out TikTok. I've been posting all of the drinks on TikTok every week. So we are at the tipsy traveler on TikTok. Yay. (laughs) So as we hop into talking about Italy, I want to just apologize on the front end because this is the second episode. I'm pretty sure I will repeat something. I'm going to be doing my best to make sure that doesn't happen, but sorry. (laughs) It's just kind of the nature of having a second episode. So as you'll remember from the last episode, I was living and studying in Rome and that was kind of home base. We had an apartment. That's where our like school building was. That's where we did most of our classes. Our professor who led this study abroad and actually does every two years felt that Rome didn't incorporate all of the history that she wanted to share with us. So we actually went on a few different trips like all together as a class, but it was really interesting because we would have certain lectures or certain site visits and then we would just have time to go explore these cities. So it felt like we were just getting a free vacation, even though it's not. It was like all included in the price of studying abroad, but it felt really fun. So one of the trips we took was to Naples and right outside of Naples is Pompeii. So we kind of did both in the span of like a week, I think. Naples is home to like the most authentic delicious pizza in Italy. I mean, just incredible. (laughs) I think I ate pizza every single day that I was there, sometimes multiple times a day because it's just so delicious and like everything is fresh and like made right then and there. I don't know. I... (laughs) I wouldn't consider myself a foodie necessarily, but I do love me a good pizza. I eat a lot of pizza just in everyday life. So Naples is amazing. 
I also remember walking around Naples and one of my friends starting to chat with a guy who had like this little rowboat. <laughs> it might have had a motor on it, but it was like teeny tiny. It wasn't like a cool boat, but she started chatting with him and all of a sudden he was like, oh yeah, I'll take you out in the water. We can go explore Naples from the water. It's really cool, blah, 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 blah. And we were like, okay, this seems like a little sketch, but we're gonna do it anyway. And so a group of us got on this little boat and explored Naples from the water, which was kind of cool. It was cool seeing it from the perspective of the ocean, you know? I also get nervous every single time I admit to doing something sketchy that my mom's gonna text me and be like, yo, why are you doing all of this stuff? And like, why are you sharing it with me now on a podcast instead of telling me about it when it actually happened? So sorry, mom. <laughs> Another thing that I remember happening in Naples that just astounded me because I had heard before I went to Italy that I needed to be extra, extra cautious because of pickpockets, which like isn't not true. Pretty much any major city you go to in the world, you're going to have to look out for things like that. But it was made into a really big deal before I went that I should be extremely cautious. Anyway, so in Naples, I was buying a magnet in like a little shop. We were walking somewhere with a big group of us and I was like, I'm going to buy this magnet really quick. You guys go ahead. I'll run and catch up. So that's what I did. I bought the magnet. I ran to catch up. And as I finally caught up with the group, someone, a man like tapped me on the shoulder scared the shit out of me I might add <laughs> I'm a really jumpy person he tapped me on the shoulder and he was like I think you dropped this but he said it in Italian and it was my wallet guys I just dropped my wallet at the store and he had chased me down because I was sprinting like I was sprinting to catch up with my group he had chased me down to hand me back my wallet which was like all of my credit cards my debit card all of the cash that I had it was everything other than my passport like it was all of the financial things that I had. <laughs> so I didn't even know like what to say. I literally just gave that guy a hug. Was the three euro magnet worth it? I don't know. At least I got my wallet back. <laughs> But also right outside of Naples is Pompeii. And I'm sure that you've heard of Pompeii. Almost everyone has. It's honestly like one of the coolest places I think I've ever been. Other than like maybe Machu Picchu as far as like ruins go. The cool thing about Pompeii is that it felt so different than the other ruins that we had seen in Rome or like outside of Rome. Because it still felt intact in a way. You could see the different stalls and what they did there. Like they had different markings for different things. So they would have like a little stamp in the corner of a doorway to signify what that building or what that room was. So for instance, I remember seeing a little menorah stamp on one of them. So that was the synagogue in Pompeii. Or they would have like a little picture of a goat that they sell goat meat there. They sell goats a little picture of wheat that they, this is the baker. This is where they sell bread. It was very interesting. It was also really, I don't know what the right word is, intimidating that Mount Vesuvius, which is the volcano that exploded to wipe out Pompeii, is just like right there and could still wipe out Naples if it were to erupt, but like everyone's just chill about it. Like everyone's totally fine still living there. It's really interesting, which I guess you could say the same thing about like people who live close to Mount St. Helens, which is in Washington. It technically is still an active volcano and could it explode, erupt. Um, and people still live near it. 
people still like work on it. Another town that we went to was Sorrento and right off of the coast of Sorrento's island of Capri, which is fairly famous. And if I'm being honest, I did not really know what to expect when we went to Sorrento, but it ended up being one of my favorite spots. It was a smaller town. There wasn't like a ton to do, but there were a ton of lemons and limoncello and we were able to rent scooters there and kind of drive around the hillside, you know, the countryside. (laughs) I did not feel comfortable renting a scooter in Rome because all of the tiny little streets were really intimidating and everyone in Rome knows what they're doing. And so you stand out like a sore thumb if you are driving really slowly and cautiously. There's also just crazy street rules in Rome. (laughs) Everyone just kind of knows what they're doing unspokenly and they don't really, it doesn't lend itself very well to outsiders. (laughs) But in Sorrento, there's a lot more space and a lot less traffic in general, a lot less people. So renting a scooter felt a lot more attainable. So it was really fun renting it and driving around. We also wanted to get out to the island of Capri. I think there were like a group of five of us or so. We really wanted to go see the island of Capri and kind of explore the surrounding areas and the ocean, but... The tours that they had that were like structured where you could pay to get on a boat, they were really touristy. They weren't exactly what we were looking for and we were bound to their itinerary. And so there were a few friends of mine who discovered that you could rent a boat and just drive it yourself. So that's what we did. And to this day, it is one of the most shocking experiences I've ever had because you go to the boat rental place, you tell them you want to rent a boat, you tell them how many people you have. I think someone of the five of us that were going had to sign something. But other than that, they literally just tell you, this is how the boat goes forward. This is how you make it go backwards by have fun. Here are the keys. And it was shocking to me how little (laughs) security there was. I mean, like, obviously I was not looking to just take their boat, but if I wanted to, I feel like I definitely could have because they didn't have any of my information. They might've had one of my friend's information. I don't remember, but they didn't have mine. So if I just wanted to take off with their boat, (laughs) but it was such a fun day. We went out and explored the island and stopped a couple places. And we had some Prosecco with us and some beer and a lot of snacks and just kind of like hung out drove the boat around, stopped a couple times to swim. Oh, and actually, okay, so so I think I've had maybe three or four nosebleeds in my entire life. Maybe that's a low estimate, but what I'm saying is I'm not one of those people who just gets regular nosebleeds, but I do remember getting a nosebleed that day. So we were, we anchored and we were swimming around and all of a sudden my nose just started bleeding. I don't know why. And we didn't have any paper towels or anything like that. So I sat with like my black dress held up against my face as my nose was bleeding. But this all happened. Like I got in the water, my nose started bleeding. I got out of the water to take care of it. And then shortly thereafter, my friend Joy who is still in the water screamed and I was like oh my gosh the blood from my nose has attracted a shark she's being attacked by a shark that was not the case it was not the case um (laughs) but that was my first thought what actually happened was she was stung by a jellyfish and it was actually pretty bad it was like from her shoulder to her elbow it was pretty gnarly and she was in a lot of pain and we We're unsure of how to go about it, but we kind of thought that we needed to pee on it because that's what we had heard and we were young 20-somethings who believed things that we saw on TV. And if I'm being honest, I still 
am unsure to this day if it actually helps or if it's just a placebo effect. Someone in the medical community, please tell me. (laughs) But we had one of our guy friends who was with us on the boat pee into a bottle and I poured the pee over her arm. (laughs) She's going to hate me for telling this story. And she said it helped. Like, honestly, she said that it dulled the pain a little bit. Again, don't know if that's just placebo, but poor Joy getting stung by a jellyfish in the middle of the ocean in Italy. <laughs> but overall, it was a gorgeous day and just lovely. I mean, it's one of my favorite memories to date because it felt so free. We didn't have to be anywhere any specific time. We just kind of enjoyed the day. I'm sure Joy would disagree with me. <laughs> Another town that we went to is called Assisi, and it felt like the town from Twilight. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, you know. Like, if you know, you know. I don't want to explain it. (laughs) Just go watch Twilight. (laughs) But it was home to St. Francis, and actually, the church that they built for St. Francis there is really dope. It's striped because they use different layers, different kinds of stone, so it looks really cool. It's very ornate like inside. I think it's one of the biggest churches in Italy and I might be wrong about that but I feel like it's like top three, top four. Definitely not bigger than the Vatican but still like pretty big which is really interesting to me and kind of hypocritical because they built this church for St. Francis after he died and if you don't know anything about St. Francis he was the kind of guy he was like the guy to be like I'm renouncing all my earthly possessions. He had a really rich dad and he like left that behind to be a monk and I'm probably butchering all of this history but (laughs) he essentially was the kind of dude who only survived on bare minimum that was like his whole point was like I don't need riches I don't need crazy fancy things I just need to take care of people and then when he died they built him this crazy beautiful giant ornate expensive church so (laughs) but Assisi was really fun it had all these tiny little winding roads and it was on a hill so I remember it being really hilly like pretty much anywhere you walked you had to walk up and down a hill (laughs) I also remember finding the best cannoli I've ever eaten in my entire life in Assisi and not that that's helpful because I don't remember the name of the place where I got it but (laughs) It was delicious. (laughs) And then we also went to Florence. I think a lot of people think of Florence when they think of like really good Italian food and I definitely fall into that category. Some of the best Italian food I had while in Italy was in Florence. I feel like pretty much every restaurant that we went to was just top notch and it wasn't like we were going to crazy expensive restaurants or anything like that. I mean I was a broke college kid so we were eating pretty cheaply but I just remember everything being amazing. I remember trying to find a Mexican restaurant because it was Cinco de Mayo. It was in May. And we were like, ooh, tacos sound so good. Let's try and find a Mexican restaurant in Florence. And we did. And it was like this underground Mexican restaurant. I just, I remember being there. I don't know. I don't know why I'm telling the story. Other than to say that you can find tacos in Florence if you try real hard. (laughs) Another fun thing about Florence is that the Medici Museum is there. And if you don't know about Italian history, Google it. I don't feel like giving a history lesson right now, but 
The Medici Museum, I remember being full of all kinds of marble busts and statues, which was really neat. And just learning about the Medici family in general, it was fascinating because they were crazy. They were also filming one of the Da Vinci Code movies while we were in Florence. So we spent a lot of time trying to find Tom Hanks (laughs) because he was there. He was there when I was there. We never found him, in case you're wondering. But we walked past a couple sites where they were filming a few times, like as we were exploring. And we always just were like peering and trying to see if we could see Tom Hanks, but never happened. So close. (laughs) <laughs> and after Florence, we had two weeks off for like midterms, where instead of actually giving us midterms, our professor just gave us time off. And so we went to a few different places, which I'm going to have a whole other episode on it because we hopped to a few different cities, but we were released from Florence to go out into the world wherever we please. And I went with my friend Joy and my friend Michaela and we were sitting at the hostel and it was like five euro, which is like five dollars. I mean, maybe a little bit more with exchange rate, but like not a ton of money. And we decided instead of spending five euros to take a bus to the airport, we were just going to walk because it was like three miles and we thought we could handle it. So with our bags, we walked to the airport along the side of a highway (laughs) that we definitely should not have been walking on at all. I don't know if legal is the right word, but definitely frowned upon. We got honked at a lot. It was not super safe. Also, did you hear my voice just crack? (laughs) I love that we were able to explore so much of Italy when I was there because Rome is lovely. I love Rome. I could have spent the entirety of my time in Italy in Rome, but all of these cities offer something completely different. And so it was really great going to these different regions and kind of understanding the, for lack of a better word, microculture. <laughs> I'm sure that there's a better word, but that's what I'm using right now. Because while they're all Italian, they're all very different kinds of Italian. And honestly, now I'm just like really missing Neapolitan pizza. (laughs) I just want to go to Naples and eat a bunch of pizza right now. That's all I want. So I hope this inspires you to not only hit up Rome, but explore Italy overall. As I'm recording this, we're still kind of recovering from COVID. So I know that that might not be an option right away, but eventually I hope that you get out and explore the world around us. That sounds cheesy, but I'm saying it anyway. Next week on the podcast, I'm going to be talking about unplanning a trip. So having kind of an outline of a trip, but not over planning it. I'm sure that there's a better term than and unplanning, but I liked it, so I'm sticking with it. <laughs> In the meantime, please feel free to reach out and start a conversation with me. If you want to know more about Italy, where to stay, where to eat, where to drink, I have a guide out now that is how to drink your way through Rome. So feel free to check it out in the link in my Instagram bio. And our Instagram is at the Tipsy Traveler Official. We also are posting every single Friday, every time we upload a new podcast episode, we're posting a drink video on TikTok of how to make the drink that I'm telling you about. So check us out on TikTok. It's at the Tipsy Traveler. I am really, really excited about being able to travel again as soon as possible. So hopefully that is uh, in the near future. And I hope you guys are staying safe. And now I'm just rambling. Bye.